0: On today's show, the guys welcome secondary history teacher Erica Aguirre to talk about going from the classroom to administrative offices and then back to the classroom again. We've got some banter between the guys, all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. Yeah. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in to us and listening.
1: Listening and don't forget you can always go out to the web www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go to Google, type in EduTech Guys and you're going to find us out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platforms from Apple iTunes to Spotify to Anchor.fm and even SoundCloud. Heck, just look out there, find your favorite one, and you're going to find us staring back at you with... The faces for radio.
0: Yeah, that's right. Or as our good friend Mark puts it, we are the eye candy for radio. Eye candy. I'm eye candy for nobody. <laughs> well, that's why it's for
1: radio. <laughs> Not even radio. That's this a, mic is a, actually cringing right now. That's why we use Bitmojis for Bit, our icons. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they were a great podcast. They, said they used a real picture one time and nobody yeah, ever listened yeah, that's again. Right. <laughs> scared the kids.
0: Oh, my gosh. Hey, we have a great show today. Going to talk with uh, Erica and uh, she is going to talk about going from being a classroom teacher, moving up to the uh, district office, and then making the decision to go back to the classroom.
1: Yeah, that's a big decision because I would guess if you're listening to us now, and someone took you out of the classroom, and then or you're already out of the classroom, tried to put you back in the classroom, you'd probably be kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know though;
0: it's it's really wild. You know, I work for an education service center, and it, it's I don't know. It, it really amazes me how many times we'll get someone who was in the classroom, they come work for us, which is, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Education Service Center uh, works with multiple districts in a particular area, and so the impact is not necessarily directly at the student level once you've come to a service center. At that point, you're working with teachers who then impact students. And I was surprised at how many you know, will come out of the classroom, work here for a year or two or, you know, sometimes a little longer than that, but but who end up wanting to go back into the classroom for that more direct one-on-one interaction.
1: You know, and, and I guess as teaching strategies and technologies change, it, 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 it changes. Because you know, sure. if you get out for even a year at this point, the way technology changes the classroom and the way teaching strategies change, I mean, the opportunities are much greater. Yeah. It'd be more fun.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Yeah. But you know, okay. and then and some people just you know they flat out decide that the administrative side of things just isn't Doesn't. really their bag. Bring bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Erica has a, a unique situation that, yeah, she'll about, that she'll talk about. She'll uh, talk about, and and Which so I think it'll be
1: very very uh, hope eye opening and helpful for a lot of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, we hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. Um, if you want to stick around, take a listen to some of our uh, sponsors real quick, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs>
0: You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years and I've seen the challenges that some students have to face every day. I mean, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see the doctor when they're sick, I mean, all these challenges make it hard for kids to focus on learning.
1: You know, thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three-to-PhD program that helps to control students' fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, health care, and even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them to thrive and helping our community to strengthen and grow. Yeah, Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus
0: programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education, and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things.
1: Hey, to learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cuportland.edu forward slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Hey, welcome back to the Edutech guys. Uh, we have our next guest on the show. Yeah. We're really excited to have her here. We're going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go.
2: Hi there, everyone. Um, My name is Erica Aguirre. I work for ABC Unified in Southern California. I spent the past year as a teacher on special assignment at the district office. Prior to that, I was a history teacher for 12 years. And currently I am in the process of going back to the classroom after only a year at the district. (laughs)
1: Okay, so cool. So So that's a that's a great topic. You know, we've never had this topic on the show before. And we're glad you're you're on because talking about transitioning from the classroom uh, to a district office, and then back again. And what people don't Mm -hmm. know is that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. That actually does happen quite a lot. So I guess my first question would be, so let's talk about your first experience in the classroom, those first 12 years in the classroom. How was it? What was it like? Was it great? And, and, And how did that help you decide to move from there to the district position?
2: Um, So my first 12 years, you know, as in any profession, I would say there are ups and downs, uh, but I loved the classroom. Um, I really found my niche when I started using tech. Um, I was the first classroom at my school to go one-to-one with iPads. Mm. Um, And it just made the content so much more engaging for my students. um, I was a middle school teacher, so I taught medieval seventh grade. Um, medieval world history for seventh graders and that is a very abstract and really boring topic for, for students <laughs>
0: sure. um,
2: to be honest. Um, they think it's, you know, there was one time when I had asked them on the first day of school so what do you think we're going to learn about and one kid said dragons.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Was, you know,
2: like 10 years ago before like Game of Thrones and anything like that but, yeah. um, but I was like, okay, well, those are more like mythological creatures so we're not exactly going to learn about dragons, but <laughs> um, so, you know, I could see the disappointment in his face when I said, <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> That's right. um, and I also taught eighth grade U.S. history, which is early U.S. and again, not a great or not a great topic for eighth graders as well. Mm-hmm. So um, when tech was introduced to the school, it made it so much more engaging for the students and um, provided like really good avenues for them to be creative with the content.
0: Cool. So, so before we, before you continue that conversation, I'm going to stop you right there. What are some of the ways that you saw the students using the technology in those creative ways?
2: Well, so first, of course, I had no idea what I was doing because I didn't have any training. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So when the iPads were into were brought into the classroom. I used it more as a substitution tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, instead of using the textbook, we would have some articles to look up. Um, and instead of um, a worksheet, they would be working on, you know, something I put online mm-hmm. for them to do. Um, then I started, you know, researching different ways to use this iPad. Um, and so I found that these different apps, and a lot of them were free. Um, one of them, in particular, um, it was the—I want to say—it was the Read Write app, mm-hmm. and um, it provided a lot of different things for the students to do. Like you know, instead of a, a traditional Venn diagram, they could do that on the Read Write app. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I liked about it was they had one for trading cards.
0: Oh yeah. And so
2: that was actually that was actually a project I had my students do, um, in, in class anyways. So a lot of them, when I got them back, you know, they, they, they didn't quite have a great caliber to them. They weren't great quality. Some of them went above and beyond. Um, I remember one student, um, magic cards. Oh yeah. 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 Um, magic from magic, the gathering. And so that I, that was like, um, again, maybe like seven years ago. Uh Um, and so, you know, that student totally was into it. But uh, with the Read Write app, um, not every student had to be that creative. Not every student had to think outside the box like that. Sure. So um, students were able to kind of grasp the idea of trading cards. And a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them didn't collect trading cards or, or knew they didn't know what trading sure. cards were. So I actually had to buy a pack of baseball cards, which were also really difficult to find. <laughs>
0: um, so
2: I, I was like, where am I going to get these? Base-? I like, I'm like, i like, oh yeah, baseball cards. Nobody knew had them. Nobody collected them um, for some reason. And then I brought a pack of baseball cards in and a lot of the boys seemed to be more interested in the baseball cards. So they kind of got it. And then, um, you know, I, and then somebody mentioned, oh, kind of like Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So right, I was like, yes.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, just
2: like that. So, yeah. Um, so students who didn't have the prior knowledge to like what exactly a trading card was, uh, they were able to create the project using the iPad.
1: Yeah, so that's I have cool. a question. So using, a, using the iPads first as a substitution um, you mm-hmm. know, device, Was don't you think that's a good gateway, though, but the, the educator has to have the understanding that there's, you have to move forward? That's a great way to get the kids used to using it, but maybe that's yes. just a stepping stone, just a gateway. Definitely. Definitely, cool. okay, so now let's talk about Whoa. oh good, oh, I was just gonna say, okay, so now sorry that I, I made you bird walk
0: down that <laughs> path, so, <laughs> so right. continue your thought on, on in the process of moving from the classroom to the district yeah. uh, position. That's where I was coming. Oh, okay, you read my mind um,
2: so <laughs> within those twelve years, um, I had various leadership roles on my campus, um, and I had to go to a lot of meetings. Uh, mm-hmm the district office. And so, you know, I just kind of thought, you know, I I could do this, I, I, this, this stuff interests me. And there are a lot of different positions at the district office, which is um, something that not a lot of people think about. Mm -hmm. So they think like, okay, a teacher going from the classroom to the district office, we just teaching teachers, um, but not necessarily. So my position was kind of different, which I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll move forward with that a little bit later. But um, mm-hmm. you know, so in the 12 years I was in the classroom with the leadership roles, having a lot of meetings at the district office, I thought that it was something that I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up being a part of um, – kind of a leadership cohort um, at the district that they kind of developed. So um, it was kind of to train potential new leaders in the district. So they kind of have a pool to pick from when positions, um, you know, they pop up. Sure. Um, So I got into that cohort and I learned a lot about my particular district and a lot about different positions. Um, and that's when I decided. Yeah, I think I, I do want to pursue going to the district office and becoming a teacher on special assignment.
1: So, so I have a question then. So, okay, so you you became an administrator. So, what was one of the some of the first things you noticed as an administrator that you never actually realized as a classroom teacher? Yeah.
2: Um, that they that they people at the district office don't have a lot of free, as much freedom as it's perceived. Mm-hmm. Wow. So in your classroom, you're basically in charge. You're in charge of your 35 students or 28 or whatever you have. And you dictate your calendar. Um, You know, you know that you're going to have a test on Thursday. You know that you're going to have a project due on Monday. You know that you're going to create a lesson and they're going to play. You know exactly what your calendar is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you need to move things, then you move them. Um, at the district office, your calendar is no longer your own. Oh, yeah. Um, so you set up a meeting and you think you're good to go. But oh, somebody needs to reschedule for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. So, so uh, um, along that same line, what did you realize th- that yeah. as an administrator yeah. you, you could do that? You, you know, what power did you gain?
2: I learned a lot about just how schools work in general. So. Um, I worked in the state and federal programs department Uh and um, I was sent to a lot of meetings at the county office where at first everything just went over my head and I was like, holy crap, (laughs) what am I doing here? (laughs) I have no idea what they're talking about. There's a law for what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just learned how schools work in general and that was so eye-opening. Already I kind of had an idea and I've worked with I want to say four principles in my career. And it's been the same in terms of that type of knowledge um, given to the teachers where it's like they they give us these, not demands, but these, um, you know, requests um, that the district has. And so I've been very, I had been very compliant and I had always just thought like, okay, well, you know, this is what is required. So I, I assume that they know what's best. and. I assume that this is what we're just supposed to do. And, and I just kind of went along with it. Right. There were other teachers who weren't quite that way. <laughs> um, and so, you know, working at the district, it was so eye opening understanding how everything kind of just meshes together and plays off of each other and how all of these laws um, and regulations work. Mm-hmm. and why we do the things we have to do right. uh, within a school district. I,
0: and I, it seems to me that that is an opportunity, for lack of a better word, uh, for some some professional development on a, on its own. I mean, no, it's not necessarily going to be, you know, glamorous and, you know, yee-haw, lots of fun. But to be able to bring mm-hmm. in the teachers and say, you know, in some cases, this is why we do what we do. We're not just up here at the district office saying, thou shalt, thou shalt, because we feel like it. There are mm-hmm. reasons why we ask you to do the things we ask you, because we're being asked to do things from, you know, those above us, etc. I think that'd be right. a cool PD. I mean, just, just because I think it would give teachers the opportunity to to have some buy-in and to understand some of the procedures and processes, or or at least the kind of the why we're doing these,
2: right? And you know, as a teacher in the classroom, your why is always it's for the kids, mm-hmm. it's for the students, right? Um, but beyond that, there are all these other whys that aren't as like you say glamorous or as fun, or or you think, well, does that really have to do with the students? Right, <laughs> um, right. Um, But, you know, when you when you're immersed in all of that um, and, you know, find out about these laws and regulations and the grants Mm -hmm. and their requirements, it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Yes. So um, any big aha, wow, yay moments that happened when you were an administrator that, you know, you you look back on and and helped change the way you, you you act as an educator?
2: Um, well, I, I think just again, learning about how the school district, how a school district Mm works and the, the whys behind everything. So, um, my previous school was title one school, Mm -hmm. and I honestly didn't know what that meant, Mm -hmm. um, except that 50% or more were on free reduced lunch. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, we had intervention programs that were funded through Title One, and I actually was in charge of them. And I said, "Okay, well, this is Title One, and this is what we do, and let's go." <laughs> <Yeah>. But, but <laughs> having to ha- you know working with state and federal programs, Title One being one of them, it was like, "Oh, wow, there's so much more into Title One than." I had originally thought or that I worked with. Right. And had I known that as a teacher working in a Title I s- school and had I known that as the Title I lead at my school, I think I, think I could have bettered the program at the school mm-hmm. if I had known all of these things. Right. Um, yeah. So just that knowledge, like you said, it, it would be a great PD just for the teachers to understand all of these things, all of these little details that, you know, we weren't we weren't really privy to and that we were just kind of expected to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so I think bringing that back into the classroom going, when, you know, when I go back, is, it will be super valuable um, and understanding basically what my students rights are. Yeah. And, you know, what, what they should have.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about that. So um, transitioning back to the classroom. So what made you decide to go back to the classroom and, and how is it going to be different for you now?
2: Um, So, you know, I, change is hard. (laughs) Uh So in the fall, (laughs) um, in the fall I had, you know, question, it was just so overwhelming and, learning everything, especially with the state and federal programs department, um, that I questioned if I, if I made the right decision. And I think I did at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, you know, I was kind of finally kind of getting my footing. Um, when, um, basically tragedy struck, um, my mom, uh, got into hospice in the fall, um, for Alzheimer's, um, And then my family and I, we had to decide, well, what's going to happen to dad because they had moved out of state Mm -hmm. um, from away from all friends and all family. Oh, gosh. Um, And so the plan was that my dad would move back to California. Okay.
1: Um,
2: So in thinking about that, um, you know, I had to decide, well, how is this going to work? who's going to help dad, who's going to be there for him. Sure. And, you know, I have two other siblings, so it's not it, the, you know, I don't want to call it work, but it, you know, the the duties mm-hmm. are divided among the three of us. Um, and then mom passed away in February.
1: Oh, we're
0: so, so sorry.
2: Um, so after that, we had this mad rush to move our dad back to California as soon as possible. Cause we just didn't want him alone. Sure. Um, and, literally I had about a week to decide if I wanted to stay as a teacher on special assignment or if I wanted to go back to the classroom. Mm Um, and so I thought what was what would have been best or what what is best is to go back to the classroom to allow myself that freedom. And again, my, you know, when you're at the district, your calendar is not yours. Um, there are times when you are required to stay after, Mm -hmm. um, you know, after working hours and the deadlines aren't yours either. They belong to the state. Right. right. Yes. Um, you know, when you got to meet a deadline, you have to meet a deadline. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so with all of that in mind, I decided, I think the scheduling just worked out better Mm -hmm. and I would get to see my dad more. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a lot of teachers don't ever think about that, you know, mm -hmm. as we transition through our careers, you know, what's going to happen? What else? And and spending time with our family and making sure we're there to get that handled also. That's that's a that's a rough decision. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's
1: and it's a that's one of those things that
0: um, you generally, you know, you don't you don't think about you don't necessarily I mean you may plan for those kinds of things but by the same token as you're heading down a particular career path Mm. then all of a sudden you know something like this happens and you have Mm -hmm. to weigh all those pros and cons and you know ultimately decide what is best for you and your family and then you you know you make that route you take that decision and and go forward from there having been at the district level and seeing you know that side of things. in terms of your coworkers and your colleagues, um, how do you see taking what you've learned over the past year and educating or helping them with some of those things that you weren't even aware of before?
2: Well, um, I had actually thought about that, because, um, but with with this kind of stuff, when you know, with federal programs, state programs, grants, requirements, and all of that. Um, I think it's best to, um, go slow to go fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: You know, I was totally immersed in it and, you know, it, it was super overwhelming in the, in last fall, but I just had to go get, you know, get it done Mm -hmm. or go through it and learn about it. That's my, that was my job, but that's not the teacher's job. So, um, you know, as, as things come up at a particular school site, um, and, there might be a misconception here and there, uh, about, um, a federal program. Um, that's when I may be able to chime in sure. and, um, give them some insight.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. That's well, really cool. Well, I, I just want to wish you all the best, mm-hmm. uh, with your family, with, the, the transition back into the classroom. Uh, and, uh, I, I I would love to have you back on again, maybe a year from now, mm. and talk about what it's like a year after you've come back into the classroom.
1: Yeah, to see what it's like. That'd
0: especially, be great, especially yeah. teaching high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so I've got to ask this
0: if question. I'm
2: still alive, right? I'm
1: <laughs> <gonna> go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I'm making it through the year. That's right. So um, let me ask this question: uh, If uh, our listeners want to pick your brain or get to know you or ask questions, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Social media, email, all that kind of good stuff.
2: Oh, sure. Um, You can reach me at EdTechAndStyle at gmail.com. Also on Instagram and Twitter, EdTechAndStyle.
1: Awesome. That is great. Easy to find. Um, Erica, thank you for coming on the show.
2: Thank you. Have a good summer, guys.
1: You too. Hi, I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week we hear from 2018 Miss Arkansas Claudia Raffo, an East alum from Nettleton High School.
3: So, actually, I started East as a high school sophomore, um, and I saw in junior high how much you know my peers had really enjoyed the East program, and um, whenever I was a sophomore, I decided to give it a try, and then in the first few days, I fell in love with kind of the. Um, aspect of East, where you can kind of do your own thing, I guess you should, could say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so versatile. If you're interested in something, you can pursue it. Uh, but it doesn't have to be the same thing that, you're, that the person you're next to is working on. Um, and so that's why I really loved it. I got really interested in Photoshop and making um, flyers and uh, you know calendars and events for the school. And so I did a lot of things. Um, to kind of help the teachers and um, the people around me in our school setting with um, kind of you know making homecoming flyers or whether it was making a calendar for the school or the classroom that I was in. That's what I really liked. I really liked being hands-on with uh, middle and high and so that's what made me enjoy E so much. Um, I might not have been the most talented person in the encouraged by the people around me um, and always was learning something new every single time I take a class.
1: If you're interested in hearing more about what our alumni are doing in the community, follow us on social media at The East Initiative or visit our website at eastinitiative.org. I am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update.
0: Hey, we want to thank the folks over at the East Initiative for providing the updates that they give to EduTech guys.
1: Yeah, thanks a million. Uh, Matt Dozier and uh, the crew that are out there and April Jackson, a big, big woo-woo to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man, we appreciate it. We want to thank Erica so much for taking time out of her schedule to visit with us and talk about her journey from classroom to administration and then back to the classroom again after, you know, in her particular case, it was after some family issues came you know, up. A
1: very special story that, yeah. very you know, personal that she she shared with us. And we want to thank her for sharing that story, especially for those of you who might have needed to hear something along that line. Yeah. You know, making those tough decisions that you have to make in your career and in your family that, you know, keep yourself moving forward. Right. Exactly. Yep. Hey, listen, uh, we hope you're having a great summer. If you're doing some great PD out there, let us know. Don't forget to visit the website, edutechguys.com, or just email us. You can email us at contact at edutechguys.com. EdutechGuys.com or visit us on social media and let us know what's going down with your PD and what's exciting going to happen for your school year next year. Yeah. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Edutech Guys. EdutechGuys.com.